Are you one of the 1.5 million Georgians without health insurance? Visit GeorgiaAccess.gov to connect with the resources to find affordable private and public health care options. You may be eligible for financial assistance programs, including Medicaid and Peach Care for Kids. Even healthy people need coverage. An unexpected medical emergency can hurt you and your wallet. Open enrollment for health insurance plans ends January 15th, so don't wait. Visit GeorgiaAccess.gov today. You know, there's a Beach Boys song called Good Vibrations, and part of the lyrics are good, 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 good vibrations. And my wife and I live in Georgia in the south, where in the summertime it can get really beastly hot. And if you're working outside in that heat and the humidity, your clothes just get soaking wet, and it's very easy to get dehydrated. So we change it to good, good, good hydration. And we sing that to each other and laugh. Um, That's what this episode is going to be all about, is good hydration. How to establish it, why it's important, and how it keeps you healthy. So pour yourself a glass of something nice and cool to drink. But stay tuned. Hello and welcome to the Full Spectrum Holistic Health Podcast. This podcast is all about holistic health, what it is, various holistic and alternative health therapies, and how those may help you to be a healthier and happier person. Thanks for choosing to listen today. I know there are many podcasts out there for you to choose from, and I'm glad you are here. I'm the host for the podcast, Dr. Anthony Burton. I'm a Reiki master, EFT therapist, meditation teacher, and a shamanic practitioner. My goal is to help people be healthier in body, mind, and spirit, and that's why I'm here. A large part of what I do is educational in nature because so many people are unaware of the power and efficacy of various holistic and alternative therapies. In these podcasts, we'll hear stuff that will inform you, enlighten you, and help energize and balance you. Of course, it won't always be only my opinions and ideas because occasionally I will be interviewing knowledgeable and interesting guests from a variety of areas of holistic and complementary health practices. So kick back and relax, open your mind, and listen. Spectrum Holistic is a complementary health and wellness business located in Northwest Georgia, USA. Check out the website at www.spectrum-holistic.com holistic.com for more information. Okay, I said this episode was going to be about hydration, and let me inject a personal note in here. This summer, huge swaths of the USA have been suffering with abnormal heat. A lot of it's dry heat out west, where they're just in drought situations. Gosh, I feel so sorry for those people. But even the normal heat and humidity of the southeastern USA, where I live, can be really debilitating. I have had problems with leg cramps. Now, if you know anything about um, the way the body works, you know that in the absence of electrolytes, uh, your body can often develop cramps, especially in the legs. And this summer, uh, working outside in the yard, mowing the lawn, doing other things outside, uh, just a variety of tasks outside. Man, I sweat like something awful. And um, uh, I have to drink a lot more fluids. And it's been so bad this year with humidity and heat that I have had a hard time keeping up with it. 
keeping up with the fluids and the electrolyte because, you know, it's got to be a balance between the two. Animals, including humans, quickly become dehydrated to a dangerous degree, especially out west where you've got these abnormally high temperatures combined with the drought conditions. But even around here where it's really humid, it can get terrible um, because your body doesn't cool off because the sweat doesn't evaporate. So there are all kinds of issues with that. So personally, I have been dealing with these leg cramps, and sometimes I, I beat the cramps, and sometimes the cramps beat me. You know, it depends on what I do during that day and how much water I, how much, how many electrolytes I take in and that kind of thing. And I, I pretty much have found a good combination of water and electrolytes that can overcome the cramps, leg cramps. But once in a while, I don't, I don't remember to drink enough or I don't remember to take electrolytes in and boy, it is painful. I hate waking up at three in the morning with my, with my legs all drawn up, you know, because of the cramps. Okay, but that's enough about my personal situation. Let's just talk about the dangers of dehydration in general. A couple of facts. The human body is composed mainly of water. Now, you may not realize that, but it is from about 75% of the body weight of infants, newborns, and babies up to about 55% in the elderly. And, of course, as the elderly get into that point of being old, they start to lose body mass, most of them. And a large part of that is water, but still uh, over half of their body weight on average is water. Water is really important in the human body. It helps to lubricate our joints. There is a substance in the human body called synovial fluid. And the synovial fluid is like the WD-40 for the joints, knees, elbows, fingers, ankles, everything. And water is a major component of that synovial fluid. And if your synovial fluid is not sufficient in uh, quantity, your joints can begin to wear more quickly and they can begin to ache. Uh, water helps to regulate your body temperature, like I mentioned a couple of minutes ago. When, you're, when you sweat, uh, your body is designed to you know, put that sweat out on your skin and hopefully there's a breeze or something that will evaporate that. And although it may be unpleasant, you know, when you've got the uh, stickiness from the sweating that's evaporated, it still helps to cool your body and keep your body temperature down to a good, healthy level. Water is a really, really big component of your blood. Uh, and if you didn't have enough water in your blood, it, get, it would get thick and it wouldn't flow as easily. And if it doesn't flow as easily, then guess what? The oxygen that you breathe in doesn't get delivered to the places that need it, like your brain and to your muscles in order to help um, to uh, use the nutrients that also are carried by your blood. So if your blood isn't flowing well because it's too thick, then it's going to have problems in general. Your, your brain, your thinking will get fuzzy and your muscles won't work as well because they won't have the oxygen or the nutrients they need. Let's talk about sleep quality. You know, sleep quality is a, a big thing for me, at least. If I don't get a good night's sleep, oh, the, the next day it, can, it will be just be terrible because of that bad night's sleep. And if you have enough water in your system, it'll help you to sleep better. Uh, I know that one problem that some people have is their mouth dries out at night because their nasal tissues may get dry. And when their nasal tissues dry, their nose kind of stuffs up and the body's 
inclination automatically is to like, oh, I can't breathe through my nose, I gotta breathe through my mouth. And so your mouth starts to dry out. You gotta keep enough water in your body to keep your body hydrated. And of course, there is that thing about the cramps. Believe me, if your body cramps up, uh, I, I had a couple of times where I, I would get attacked by leg cramps three or four times in the night, and all of a sudden you're surging up out of bed, trying to walk around, walk off the cramp. Believe me, that does not help your sleep pattern. So it's a bad thing. And if you're, um, you know, if, you, if you're well hydrated, it does help your cognition. Just as, like I said a few minutes ago, you, you can't get that oxygen to your brain to help it work properly. If your blood is too thick and you get kind of fuzzy-headed, well, that's cognition when you can't think well. And your mood gets lousy. I know that for me, if I'm really thirsty and dehydrated, I'm, I'm not a pleasant person to be around. I really am not. So you can see that this lack of water, you know, dehydration itself can cause a lot of problems. In some people, the dehydration causes anxiety and depression because their brain isn't functioning the way it ought to. Their mood is screwed up. Uh, it can cause fatigue because, like I said earlier, your muscles aren't getting the oxygen and the nutrients that they need, so you just can't function properly. You, you know, you can have a car with a big engine, but if there's a fuel line that's clogged and you can't get that in there, or if your carburetor's dirty and you can't get air to the engine, it's not going to run well. It's not going to function well. Kidney and bladder issues. Boy, you can really develop those in a hurry if you don't have enough water. UTIs are not exclusively a female province. Men can get urinary tract infections, and especially if there's not enough water in their system. And a big thing for men, though, is, guys, you don't want this, kidney stones. Dear God, you do not want a kidney stone. I have had those, and they are not fun. Muscle cramps, just like I talked about a minute ago, with the leg cramps in the nighttime. But they are not limited to nighttime muscle cramps. Let's say you're sitting at a desk for a while. You've got a desk job. Uh, sitting like that causes a reduction in blood circulation to your legs anyway. And so you can develop a cramp right there. Or maybe you're driving a long distance, you know, you're over-the-road uh, truck driver, or you're just taking a road trip. Um, that can cause problems, too. So, you know, you, because you're sitting still and your muscles get in one position and if you don't have enough, your blood is not of a proper viscosity to flow through your veins, then you can have problems with leg cramps. And here's a weird thing. You know, you can get swollen feet and legs because you're, or even arms, because you're not hydrated enough. Now, why would you do that? You think, okay, well, I drink too much water. That might make my legs or feet swell up, but no, it's because um, your body is reacting to that dehydration and um, it causes a constriction of blood vessels in the muscles and what this does is it forces fluids out into the extracellular spaces between the cells. So that leads to uh, fluid retention in the lower limbs especially. So you don't want to, you know, that, that's another effect of dehydration that you really have to be concerned about it. Uh, dry skin, you can put all the moisturizer on that you want. You can put, you know, any kind of moisturizer on your hands or elbows or legs or whatever that you want. But if you don't drink enough water to keep your body hydrated, then the water inside your body, not the grease or fluid on the outside, is, is what keeps your skin hydrated and keeps it from looking dry and flaky. 
if your blood is too thick to flow properly through your blood vessels, uh, and if it's thick stuff, then what you get is you get an accumulation of, a cholest of cholesterol in the blood vessels, or it's more likely to happen. Uh, it's called atherosclerosis, and it's just like anything else. If you're if you have fluid that's moving sluggishly through any pipe or you know blood vessel or whatever, and that fluid is has something in it like cholesterol or in the case of water, maybe lime deposits. If that water is flowing slowly and it's sluggish, it's going to leave more of those deposits on the walls. And if your blood is moving sluggishly through your veins, you're going to get more possibility of cholesterol accumulation on the side of the blood vessels. Here's a big one, too, and it's funny because it's, it's bad to talk about, but really, it's important because it can be a real painful situation. Constipation. If you don't drink enough water, you're going to be constipated. That's just the way it is. Um, and constipation can cause all kinds of issues. Uh, constipation can press on the vagal nerve. And boy, that can even cause issues. You can feel lousy. You know, you can feel tired and grumpy and everything else because of that pressure from the constipation on the vagal nerve. In the elderly, especially, there are problems sometimes with confusion and delirium, maybe hallucinations from being excuse me, from being dehydrated, um, and those, the dehydration causes again a lack of oxygen flow to the brain because the blood isn't getting up there the way it's supposed to, and the elderly are especially prone to being getting confused and uh, you know having some delirium like there's Margaret sitting in the corner when well, Margaret's been dead for four years, you know. So if you have care for an elderly person, as I have, my father, I have to make sure he drinks enough water, enough fluids, because he has a tendency not to, because he's not really doing very much. He, he sits around a lot. He's not capable of getting out and being very active. So my wife and I have to encourage him to drink more water than he might normally. <laughs> Last one, kind of funny, bad breath. Bad breath, yes. If your mouth is too dry, then it leads to an accumulation and growth of more bacteria, which in turn leads to bad breath and even to more tooth decay. So it's important to keep yourself hydrated for good oral health. So we know about how bad dehydration can be for you. How do you know if you're dehydrated? Well, here's the thing. Uh, According to John Batson, MD, a sports medicine physician, if you're thirsty, you're already starting to be dehydrated. If you're thirsty already, then you might say, oh, well, I'll, I'll get something to drink later. No, you're already on the road to dehydrate. As a matter of fact, according to him, you already are dehydrated, at least mildly. So if you're thirsty, get something to drink. There's another thing to think about. And this is, sounds kind of gross, but how does your pee look? It's a good indicator, really. If your urine is pale yellow or clear, you're probably well hydrated. If your urine is dark yellow or amber, you're not getting enough water. Now, of course, some medications and vitamins can affect your urine color, so check with your doctor. But that can, you know, really be a good indicator, the color of urine, and also the quantity of urine. You know, if you've been out working hard and you're not drinking very much and you come in and just get a dribble, Pardon me, but that's, you know. Um, 
not much urine, then that's a sign that you really need to drink some water, get some, some fluids into you somehow, some good fluids. Now, let's say you are exerting yourself. You get out there and you're mowing the lawn. You've got a big lawn. You've been, you know, breaking it up and piling it up and carrying it off from the storm branches and everything. And you're out there. You're hot and you're exerting yourself. But you, you notice you're hot, but you're not sweating. Now, everybody sweats at different rates. Some people sweat a lot like me. I mean, I sweat oh, like the devil in church. I mean, I really sweat a lot. Um, but... Other people don't sweat so much, but, but still, a lack of perspiration when you're exercising hard above, you know, like like if you normally would sweat a good bit and you look and your arms are dry, um, working hard, exercising hard in a hot environment, things like that, if you're not sweating, that's an indicator of dehydration. And you really need to think about, hey, maybe I need to go get some water, some sort of electrolyte replacement drink or something like that. Now, if you're working with someone else and maybe they they collapse on you, and maybe they have flushed skin, they feel really warm, but they're not sweating or they're sweating very little, maybe they've complained of a headache or a racing heartbeat, they may be having a heat stroke. There are other indicators too, but these are easily checked. I mean, these are things you can look at, you know. If the guy falls down or the person falls down and, or they're just working beside you and they look like they're kind of faint, and they're flushed, but they're not sweating, and they maybe complain of a headache, and you check their pulse, and their pulse is like, bam, 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 bam. Well, those are signs they may be having a heat stroke. They need to be checked out immediately. Get them in a cool place, you know. If a person may be in a situation like that, their mouth is dry, and they're swollen tongue, and they can't really talk, you know, but, you know, their mouth is so dry, and their tongue swells up, and they can't, enunciate clearly. That's a really big sign for dehydration. With severe dehydration, you can have confusion, dizziness, people can faint, pass out, or if they don't faint or pass out, they may say, my God, my, my heart feels like it's running away with me. Heart palpitations. It's another sign. All those things. Look for those things, especially in, in this time when things are so hot and the weather so dry you really need to watch out for them okay so this is the warning signs and the things that tell you that you're being hydrated or dehydrated rather. how do you prevent being dehydrated well the first and most simple answer is to drink enough water now opinions are going to vary on exactly how much you know you might read some person's statements that you need to drink three eight-ounce glasses of water a day. Somebody else may say, no, you know, you need to eat, drink six eight-ounce glasses of water each day. Um, but that depends on your metabolism, your gender, your activity level. Do you sweat a lot, like me? Well, you need to drink a lot of water. Are you working in a hot environment, maybe a factory, or working outside in the sun? You need to drink more water on average than the person who sits in an air-conditioned office cubicle. Although... And we'll say that places that are air-conditioned typically have drier air. So if uh, you know, your mouth and nose may feel dry, and just because of that, you might want to get you know, enough moisture in you to keep your mouth nice and hydrated. Are you in a dry environment like one of the southwestern states, Arizona, New Mexico, Utah? Even in the cooler weather, 
their air is dry and it will cause you to lose more water than humid air will. Of course, the thing is, it's about more than simply drinking water. I mean, yes, water is vital to your body's operations, vital to your, our systems. But, on the other hand, sweating and urination cause our bodies to lose vital electrolytes. Now, what are electrolytes? Well, it's minerals that are in the body, like salt, um, which contains sodium. Okay, so we've got sodium, we've got potassium, magnesium. These are electrolytes. These are the things that the body normally needs to have in it for your muscles to work properly, okay? They have to be replaced. If you just drink pure water all day long and don't replace the electrolytes, that can actually cause problems with your health if you don't get the electrolytes from something else, you know, like, you know, it's the food you're eating. Water poisoning or water intoxication can actually occur if you drink way, way, way too much water called hyperhydration. And that's caused when a person drinks a really excessive amount of water so that that screws up their electrolyte balance. Electrolytes are really, really necessary for body function, but especially for brain function. Now, it all goes back to physics, and actually, to a large degree, it also goes back also to uh, electricity, electrical theory, but I'm not going to go into that right now. Now, from Dr. Axe's medical website, here's some causes of water poisoning or the uh, hyperhydration. There's something called compulsive water drinking. It's known as psychogenic polydipsia. That sounds really bad. It's most often associated with either mental illness or mental handi handicap. You know, some people, they get it in their mind somehow that it's important for them to drink water. And so important, it's hyper, hyper important that they got to drink like uh, an eight ounce glass of water every five minutes or something. And they just get this thing in their head and they've got to just drink, 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 drink water and it's not good for them. Now, young people who are in good health and don't have a mental issue, like athletes or army recruits, they might develop hyperhydration or having too much water in their system following a heat-related injury. They get out there and they get super, super hot, and they're like, oh, God, I'm so hot, I'm so hot. They come back in and they drink like you know, a quart of water at a, right then, and they go back and get another big bottle of water, and they drink it. And that's good to try to prevent the dehydration, but it can backfire on you if they consume far too much. There is something called hyponatremia, which is a condition where there is too little sodium in the blood, you know, salt. So there was a study that investigated this hyponatremia in otherwise healthy army recruits. And, and these, they found out that the 77% of the hyponatremia cases occurred in the first four weeks of their uh, boot camp training, and that most of the recruits who were affected had exceeded drinking two quarts of water per hour. Now, that's a lot of water, two quarts of water per hour. But you can understand it. They've been out there, they've been doing uh, like a 15, 20 mile force march, they've got these heavy backpacks on, and they come in and they're like soaked with sweat and they're thirsty, so they go into in whatever room where they got the water and they drink just glug the water down and because they have replaced the water but not the electrolytes their body has an electrolyte imbalance and the hypo the hyponatremia hits and makes them really really sick now you know how some people lately they've been doing these stupid things like the tide pod challenge where you eat tide pods or there was a thing about three years ago where people were 
taking a tablespoonful of cinnamon in their mouth. And these things were really hurting people. And some people went to the hospital, and I think a couple of people died because of doing these stupid challenges. Well, there's another one called water drinking contest, you know, where people say, hey, I can drink all this water. And these guys stand around, usually guys, maybe a girl too, but mostly guys, they lead these water drinking contests. They compete to see who can drink the most water in a short amount of time. And you can actually have what's called water intoxication. That doesn't mean you're drunk so much as the intoxication, meaning that there's you have toxic water in your body because it's just too much of it. And they get ill while they're doing it, but they're like, I'm going to finish this challenge. I'm going to drink more water than that guy over there. Damages them. It's a bad thing. There's a, a drug called ecstasy or MDMA. You can put yourself at risk for electrolyte imbalance by taking ecstasy. Ecstasy makes the person who takes it feel very, very hot. Like, whew, gosh, it's really hot in here. Whew. Causes increased perspiration and increased thirst. And it causes more sodium to be lost because it forces them to urinate and they sweat heavily. So, boom, you know, they're forcing that sodium out through their sweat. So this leads them to drink large amount of water or other fluids, and this may lead to hyperhydration or water intoxication. So there are a lot of things out there that can hurt you when you might think you're doing the right thing, when you say, oh, I'm just drinking a lot of water. Well, no, just drinking water by itself doesn't help. You've got to keep the electrolytes balanced. Now, there are a lot of electrolyte sport drinks on the market. I'm not going to give any names of one. Uh, but you see them, they're in brightly colored bottles, they're orange and green and blue and red and yellow, in big plastic bottles, and they're dominating the grocery store shelves and convenience store shelves when high summer hits, because everybody's getting the stuff, and they're drinking it because they're out there in the heat. Now, I would say, I guess, yeah, it's better to drink them than just plain water all the time, but there are problems. First of all, they have artificial colors and flavors in them. And while that's not a big deal for some people, they don't think it's important, it can be important. Especially for young kids. Now, if you got kids, you know, under the age of 15 or so, and they're out there guzzling Gatorade, sorry, some, some sports drink. Uh, sugar. There's a lot of associated calories with sugar, if, they, if it's the kind that's got sugar in it, or if it has artificial sweeteners, well, guess what? Those aren't really great for you either. All of them that I have seen, that I have checked on, maybe I'm wrong, but all the ones I've seen have citric acid in them for flavoring. And that acid content is bad for your teeth because when you're hot and you're thirsty and you drink that stuff, tendency is to start swishing it around in your mouth. And all that acid gets all over your teeth and it's not good for your teeth. So you're probably wondering, what can I drink? How about soda and tea? Well, there's some problems there too. If it is a sugar-sweetened soda or tea, you've added calories to it. Plus, consuming sugar in most of us induces even more thirst. So you take those few sips of that, you know, that cola or whatever, or that sweetened tea that we have in the South. Boy, this tea in the South is really sweet. You drink that and it's like, oh, that is so good. But the problem is that sugar gets into your body and it actually makes you more thirsty. So the first few sips taste great and feel good, but it's not good for you. If it's a caffeinated beverage, 
Well, guess what? Caffeine is a diuretic. And that means you're going to feel the urge to urinate more often and thereby lose the fluid you're trying to replace. Now, I mentioned artificial sweeteners a moment ago. Now, the jury is out on many of them. But aspartame has been shown to induce migraines or cluster headaches in some people to make some vision issues worse and to amplify mood disorders such as bipolar disorder in some people. Now, I knew someone personally that was close to that had bipolar disorder. And most of the time, she handled it pretty well. When aspartame first came out, if she would drink an aspartame sweetened soda within 30 minutes after that, man, her mood would just go, she would just be really, really super sensitive. Anything you say would set her off. And then after about four hours, everything would level out again. But for four hours, she was really, really hard to deal with because of that aspartame uh, setting off her mood swings in the bipolar disorder. Now, truthfully, for most people, drinking limited amounts of coffee, tea, or soda, whether it's got, you know, regular sugar and sweetener amount in it or artificially sweetened, it's not going to adversely affect them. But I know people who use liter bottles of soda or tea to drink. I mean, they just sit down there and guggle a, 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 you know, a 20-ounce soda just like that, and then they go get another one. Or they drink cup after cup of coffee to hydrate themselves. That is not a good idea because that caffeine is going to turn around and it's going to be self-defeating because it's going to make you going to go pee. And truth is, most sodas and teas contain little to nothing in the way of electrolytes. So that's not going to help you at all in that way. Just going to replace the fluids, that's all. What about these so-called energy drinks? <sighs> these drinks are not regulated. So don't think they're FDA approved. And here's something from the Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health Researchers. It says, quote, Consuming energy drinks may increase the risks of a wide range of health problems, including poor mental health, substance abuse, diabetes, tooth decay, high blood pressure, and kidney damage. Yuck. I mean, those are bad things to do to yourself. Uh, when you think that you may be doing something good. Oh, I'm just going to have one of these uh, energy drinks here, and it'll get me started. Well, I'm going to have another one at noon because I'm just feeling kind of down in the dumps and low. And I'm going to have another one when I get home because otherwise I won't get the lawn mode, you know. That is bad, bad, bad for your body. So it sounds like, <laughs> I know, it sounds like you're damned if you do and damned if you don't, but not really. No one's saying that you have to cut out all the Gatorade or Powerade or tea or coffee or sodas. You know, take them all out of your diet. No one's saying that. But they should not be your primary source of hydration. Water, just plain old water, is great. But do not forget that your body also needs those electrolytes. You can buy bottled waters that are just water, but they also have added electrolytes to them. With no sugar, no caffeine, no artificial colors, no artificial flavors. You can buy those. Now, I've also, I'm going to put a link in the, uh, in the description of this podcast that will have, uh, a, it goes to a page that has four great homemade electrolyte replacement recipes on it. And so I'll put them there so you can go and check those out. Now, here is one simple re recipe. I can just read this off to you because, you know, just take, take notes on it. 
for a electrolyte replacement sports drink concentrate. Now, this is a concentrate, so you don't just drink it right out of the bottle. You add it to water. Okay, so here it goes. One cup of lemon juice. Now, that's about six to eight lemons. Okay. A half cup of honey or a half cup of maple syrup. Notice that those are both natural sweeteners, you know. They're not high fructose corn syrup or something like that. So a half cup of honey or a half cup of maple syrup. Then you put one teaspoon of sea salt and a half teaspoon of baking soda. So those are your electrolytes being added to that. You put all this stuff in a, in a pint jar or container. You stir it to combine the lemon juice and baking soda. So make sure you uh, stir it down because otherwise when you put that, that lemon juice and the baking soda in there together it's going to go like a, like a grammar school volcano experiment you know where things get bubbling over the top so make sure you you know stir it down keep it from bubbling out the top put a lid on it and then when you need uh, a uh, electrolyte drink you can take some of this you can take this whole container this one uh, this pint jar and pour it into a gallon of water you can do it that way and get a gallon of of electrolytes drink or you can take one to two tablespoons in eight ounces of water which is the same thing as a cup you know and make just a small drink so I want to give a thank you and a shout out to home health and happiness website for that recipe and uh, you can find them at homehealthandhappiness.com that's all one word homehealthandhappiness.com trust me keeping yourself hydrated is super, super important. With the heat that's been this past summer and it doesn't like it's letting up in some places, it's combined with the drought across much of the United States this year, we all have to pay special attention to our hydration levels. Good hydration will help keep your body and your mind functioning at their best possible level. And that's what this podcast is about, keeping your body and your mind and your spirit all working at their best. Thanks, and namaste. Thanks for being here and listening to the podcast today. I trust it has been interesting, informative, and thought-provoking. If you did find it interesting, please be sure and return for another episode and tell your friends about it, too. I'd love it if you did that. It really helps me out. You can share directly from most podcast platforms. It would be really great if you followed or subscribed to the podcast, too. Most podcast platforms have one option or the other. If you want to tell me that you like the show or that you hate it, that you agree with me or disagree with me or anything else, really, I still want to hear from you. Leave a voice message if your particular podcast platform allows that. Or send me a message through my website at www.spectrum-holistic.com. And until next time, stay safe, stay healthy, and keep an open mind. Namaste.
Are you one of the 1.5 million Georgians without health insurance? Visit georgiaaccess.gov to connect with the resources to find affordable private and public health care options. You may be eligible for financial assistance programs including Medicaid and Peach Care for Kids. Even healthy people need coverage. An unexpected medical emergency can hurt you and your wallet. Open enrollment for health insurance plans ends January 15th, so don't wait. Visit georgiaaccess.gov today. Did your friend offer you a pick-me-up pill? If you take medication that didn't come from a pharmacy, it's important to test it for fentanyl. Fentanyl can be hiding anywhere. Pick up a test strip at your local pharmacy today and protect yourself from hidden fentanyl. 